This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Since 1977, nonstop every Sunday. And uh, the homeless, we read about, hear about, see about. Uh, you know, it used to be that uh, if you wanted to know what's the big thing coming next to South Dakota, you'd go to California and say, oh, they got a something called a McDonald's. Well, the guy that saw that and started it in South Dakota is a millionaire now. But the things that are going on in California now, we don't want to see coming to Sioux Falls. And uh, none better to really talk about that uh, from the Union Gospel Mission, Eric Weber, Pineapple is your, your nickname, and Michelle Williams, Community Health Worker. Because, Eric, you actually worked uh, in, in California just a couple of years ago. Yeah, about four years ago, I was actually helping down there in Los Angeles with the homeless population there and really trying to get them to um, do programs and um, for their population. And um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But when I came here uh, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to the Union Gospel Mission, um, and I took over, we started implementing a lot of programs and how we're going to do things different than most homeless shelters. A lot of homeless shelters are like bed and breakfast and we're not. Well, yeah, a guy put out a, a coin machine for needles and condoms. Uh, uh, pretty much free for anybody to take, and they kept running out. Uh, it, that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. I would say that's not a good idea. I would think that's you're, you need to be part of the solution instead of the problem. Well, that's why we're talking to you. Uh, Union Gospel Mission, we usually talk to you in, in Christmas time because of the, the winter problem, but summer's different. You get a lot more, you know, if, if you go between uh, Cliff Avenue and, and uh, where the banquet and uh, you are, uh, you'll nine o'clock in the morning. You'll see a lot of people sleeping on the front lawn. They do. They choose to stay outside, or they're not allowed inside because they're they're toxic and they have some stuff going on. And um, so the weather is good. People are used to being outside. I would say they're probably you know sometimes a lot. Well, a lot of times the mental illness plays into effect to those things. Well, mental um, illness is the the one thing we want to talk about. We see more of the people on the street corner now with a cardboard sign saying "Please," you know, uh, but they make pretty good money when they do that. Yeah, anything helps, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, but you know, we serve about one hundred and thirty-five thousand meals a year, and we're looking for donations at the mission to keep these people and uh, people from becoming getting homeless or becoming homeless. And you know, so we spend a lot of money on food and shelter and food boxes for people that are in need. But then we also go the extra lines with having case managers, community health workers, and, um, you know, drug and alcohol classes and discipleship and things like that. So we do more. Um, we're not a bed and breakfast. And so all that costs money. So anything does help. So if you want to send it to us uh, in, in a donation, we're okay with that. Anything helps because we will help them. Well, looking at your website from January to April, uh, the first quarter of this year, you served 42,343 meals. 13,305 nights of shelters for men, women, and children. Mm. 125 usually average on the guest night service. And uh, uh, community food boxes distributed, 6,838. Uh, free community assistance program, 9,000 hours of counseling and case management. Uh, you know, 22 baptisms, even. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, in a sense, uh, the Unigastral Mission is saving the Minneapolis County taxpayer a lot of money. 
We're trying, and what we're doing is with our programs, we are, and Rochelle's really good at this, is getting people in the housing, and not only that, getting jobs. And so now they become tax payers instead of tax takers. And so uh, we try to reinvent the will by giving people a hand up and really pushing them to do better. We want them to get over the line. And once they get there, we don't just leave them alone. We follow them for the next 18 months. One out of three homeless is a veteran still. And we still lose over 20 veterans a day to suicide. Yes. Um, Homelessness, suicide kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? It does. It's that mental illness that, you know, people say that I don't belong. And um, we just want everybody to know that they do belong. If they're lonely, loneliness is a killer, right? I mean, when people are out of community and they're by themselves, um, it's a sad situation because they start feeling alone and they, and they see they're alone. And so there's a whole lot of process. That's why a lot of groups of homeless people are in these gangs, you know, in these groups together because they're dealing with homelessness together. And so they feel safer together. I, I, I believe, uh, Eric, uh, the whole New Testament, if you were to boil it down into one sentence, it's hope for their loneliness. Yes. Basically. How'd you get the nickname Pineapple? So I grew up in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, and um, then I moved to the Midwest, but my always been called Pineapple growing up. And what's interesting is that I just got back from Hawaii for two weeks on vacation. Well, good for um, you. Went home and saw a lot of family and friends, and um, it was really good to be back. And But it, then I come back here, and I the same problems that we have in Hawaii, you also have here. You have homelessness in Hawaii. It's easier to be homeless in Hawaii. Because it's 75 degrees, 80 degrees year-round. You can sleep on the beach. You can sleep on the beach under a tarp on a broken tree. I have some I, I pictures. I did that in Pensacola once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I fell asleep on the beach there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I'm a pretty brown guy, and I got sunburned. So, I mean, it's not good to fall asleep on the beach in Hawaii. Rochelle Williams, community health worker. Uh, you've got quite a lot of experience in South Dakota. Uh, are we, are we going to see any tents on the sidewalk uh, in the near future in South Dakota? You know, I would really hope not. I would hope that um, people in our community choose to seek shelter before doing so something so detrimental to their health. Uh, we do offer a lot of services, as Eric has said. Not only do we offer that case management to our residents, we have that as an outreach service as well. We are uh, hosting various public groups, devotions, art self-defense classes. We have a lot of health-focused services at our organization. Um, we have free hygiene kits, and, and we're starting a bunch of drop-in programs, so we'll actually have vacation Bible school and a youth program, uh, and they can reach out to Laura Thompson about those. I, You know, it's, it's strange times when we talk about pronouns and that type of thing. that you can't. They don't want us to say domestic violence anymore. It's gender violence. And so, yeah, to me, that seems confusing, but um, that's part of it. But, Rochelle, I, I think uh, we're seeing a little bit of success uh, for veterans homeless a little bit uh, with the Tiny Homes Program. Absolutely, and I hope to see that program grow more. Um, we do serve a large demographic, uh, well, a, a very demographic of people in our shelter and um I just love seeing success stories like that, but one little community cannot change uh, everything that we are seeing. So I just hope to see programs like that and programs for others um, that may be experiencing those hardships as well to continue to grow. 
What are, are you seeing any trends? Are we seeing more? Are we seeing more from out of state? Are we seeing anyone from the south border? Uh, what do you see? Uh, you're, you're right on the, the, the scene there. Absolutely, yeah. So we are seeing a lot of um, households from other communities. They're finding out, hey, South Dakota is a really great place to go. They've got a lot of resources. We are seeing people that are not documented come through our, our shelter and our uh, community health worker services. Um, we're also finding that there's a substantial increase in working households who are over income for state benefits and housing programs, but can still not afford that market rate value apartment. Right now, the average two to three bedroom apartment is somewhere between nine and seventeen hundred dollars a month, and that's just not affordable for a lot of people. It's not going down. It's uh, probably going to go up. Uh, property taxes, uh, water, utilities, even uh, alone would would raise the rent every year. Uh, Michelle, are, are we seeing Sioux Falls is a good place to be in the country, but are we seeing to a point to where uh, we can't we can't afford to live in Sioux Falls? Well, <laughs> I mean, my own rent in my in my own family, my rent has raised over three hundred and fifty dollars in the last year. So I would say, you know, if I was to experience another increase, thankfully, I am fortunate enough that I would have the option to move outside of Sioux Falls to a smaller community where my housing costs and those utilities you mentioned might be a little less expensive. But that is just not something that a lot of people have the luxury of choosing. Well, you know, I've I've had friends move to places like Salem and, and 30, 40, 50 miles away from Sioux Falls, but the rent there isn't that much cheaper. It's not getting cheaper. No. Um, what's interesting is that um, as Sioux Falls grows, they need housing, and a lot of people are not worried about lower income housing. They're more worried about making the big dollars. And what's interesting is that, um, and I know cost of lumber, everything is up, cost of pricings are up, but why doesn't a company come in here and refab and re- redo something and like help the the we need servers. We need people to work at McDonald's and gas stations. And can you imagine if all that went away? If if the, all the fast food places closed, all the gas stations closed because it's not affordable for anybody to work there. They had to get other jobs. What would people do then? On the other hand, I, I know a gas station has to close at eight o'clock at night because they can't get anyone to work. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And it, yeah, that's not good for business. And there's a lot of people that are able to work that don't want to work. There's, say, let's take, for instance, I'm a mother. I, well, I'm not a mother. I'm a father. But say that you're a lady and you're working at a evening job, a part-time job, and you don't have daycare. What do you do with your kids? You know? Daycare is expensive. Daycare is expensive. But then not only that, so she's working this part-time job. She's making $15 an hour. Her rent is maybe subsidized. And she has to pay 30% of that. And so maybe it's $1,500, maybe it's 1000 So she's paying $300 a month, okay? Let's just do the, the simple math. And then she has to pay for daycare, which is $300 a month. And then she has to put bus tickets, or she, maybe she doesn't have a car, and she has to get to work an Uber. And then she needs to buy groceries and pay the electricity and then pay the gas and pay the trash. And so all these things add up, and all of a sudden she's lacking $200 a month. Yeah, you mentioned groceries. I, I, you know, they say it's an eight percent inflation, but yet I've seen 
muffins go from four ninety nine to eight dollars. Yes, that's not an eight percent inflation. No, <laughs> no. In fact, and, a gallon of distilled distilled water is going from ninety nine cents to a dollar fifty nine. Mm-hmm. That's just water. Yeah, and not only this. Imagine uh, being that lady that's walking to work, mm-hmm. and she needs to get groceries. And there's a food desert going on in our in South Dakota, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So describe, describe what a food des- a desert is. Some people don't know. So a food desert is where you can't within a mile you can't go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? You can't go to a Hy-Vee within a mile. Um, if you're downtown Sioux Falls on A Street, or you live in the Whittier area, there's two supermarkets. You have Sunshine, and then the other one up the hill on Cliff. Um, so, but they're smaller supermarkets. Mm-hmm. So of course, smaller supermarkets, the price are going to be a little higher and you're going to pay for that convenience. But if you need to go to Walmart and you try to take the bus to Walmart from the mission, that's a three hour trip. Yeah. And so the mother that's trying to drag her three kids there, uh, to go shopping and to, well, to hold bags to come back. That's a three hour trip on a bus. You can't get the essentials or the things that you really need by yourself without a car in this town. I know when Sioux Falls became the number one community in in a certain magazine and we put a sign up and everything out there, people were coming from Texas just getting here barely with enough fumes left in their gas tank because they read that. And they're staying at the mission. Yeah, and they're staying at the mission. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. In San Francisco, they might get hotels, but here you've got a a great place. Describe the men's and the women's uh, facilities here in Sioux Falls because you do really have uh, one of the better ones in the country. We do. We have a very safe place. Uh, it's structured. It has security. People uh, feel safe at the mission, um, and we work hard at making people and keeping people safe. You know, our crime rate is down 95%, 98% than what it used to be three years ago um, because they we're intentional about what we're doing. But our women facility is uh, for women and children under the ages of 11. We're getting ready to build on our third floor, which we're pulling permits. It's been a hectic trying to get permits from the city. Uh, but we're working on it, and once we have – We're going to do family center on our third floor. We have this big open space uh, that is available for anybody to come and take a tour and see what we're doing. But the third floor is going to serve a great purpose with 16 rooms. Um, We can sleep 48 women and kids right now at the women's shelter, about 120 at the men's center. And then we're going to add 16 more rooms that can do anywhere from eight to six people in each room. That one building used to be an automotive supply. There's quite a story with Fran. He almost threw the letter in the wastebasket. <laughs> that's, that's, we get too much to talk about here. But what I'm saying is there, there is a, a growth and a purpose. First of all, the Unigospel mission is, is uh, you go back more than 100 years. 123 years. That's what I'm saying. And in Sioux Falls. Too. And in Sioux Falls, yeah. right, on Main Street. You know, it's hopped around a couple of times, but since the 19... Um, well, 2020 is when we received the building that Dakota Auto Parts basically donated to the mission because they gave the mission a great deal on that building. And then, you know, so it's it's just been amazing. It's been fun to watch. It's been um, incredible to see the space that we have, you know. Well, it gets down to, in in my point of view, we're talking mental health, we're talking homeless, we're talking veterans, but... Uh, to me, it boils down to, you see, families, uh, single moms coming in with kids. And there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids. We have nine kids right now. We have nine kids right now, and it's very sad. 
it, kids do not say, hey, mom, let's go be homeless. You know, or, hey, mom, you just got beat up and uh, now we have to run from this guy or this other person. And so we see a lot of that happening. The saddest thing that I'm seeing is that we have 18-year-old DSS kids that are just, you know, their birthday came up, they became 18, and they're handed a backpack and said, see ya. You know, and these are kids that are, they're kids. These are still kids. And they're being told, we don't make money on you anymore. Hit the road. And that's not all circumstances. That's not all of them. I don't want to put it in a box. But we have seen over 1,300 18 to 24-year-olds at the mission in the last six months. How safe is it downtown Sioux Falls after 10 o'clock compared to? I wouldn't be downtown Sioux Falls after 10 o'clock because nothing good at 10 o'clock is happening downtown. <laughs> well, we're seeing more crime, though. But that's part of, you know, we, we get 7,000 people uh, a year coming to Sioux Falls. They're building apartments like crazy everywhere, but they're not quick enough. But, uh, Rochelle um, Williams, community health worker, somebody comes with a couple kids and uh, domestic abuse. Uh, they come in at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, uh, mom's beat up. Uh, what happens? Yeah, absolutely. So when that mom comes in, uh, we are really just being kind, getting her checked in as quickly and efficiently as possible. Maybe she needs to take those kids to the bathroom or get them laid down first. Uh, We are also not pressuring her to tell her entire story. We want to make sure that we can get those trauma-informed care providers and team members that we collaborate with on a regular basis in along with law enforcement so that mom is not having to repeat her story over and over again while she relives that trauma. Additionally, we would not only work with that mom and provide case management for her, but we would provide supports and counseling for the children, make sure that they're enrolled in school, that they have all their immunizations up to date. It is a complete comprehensive case management program that we offer. Talking to Rochelle Williams, community health worker, and Eric Weber, uh, Pineapple, of the Union Gospel Mission. You work quite closely. There's many agencies. There's the Children's Inn. There's the Banquet. Um, there's a lot of churches that get involved. Uh, Sioux Falls, again, is a good place to be. We do have uh, something for everybody uh, in some way, don't we? We do. Um, if you're hungry, we'll feed you. If you're thirsty, we'll give you something to drink. If you're homeless, we'll shelter you. If you need clothes, we'll give them to you. That's what we do at the Union Gospel Mission. And then we have friends that we work with throughout the community that if you need safety, they bring safety. We have attorneys. Samp Law is one of our greatest friends and allies, Raleigh Samp and Mike Samp. They are wonderful for the mission, and they help us through a lot of things that, that are hard. We have so many community partners that we partner with that it's amazing because we have wraparound services and if it's we can't do it somebody else can and we try our hardest to get everybody in touch to help that individual so it's an individual based person that we're helping with wraparound services so they actually feel that hope they feel that you know we don't pressure anybody to love jesus that's god's job but we tell the story in our testimony and we share what happened to us and then we just love people and I don't care if you're a him, a he, a she, a, a what. We just want to love on you and help you. Um, and that's what we're all about. I remember in psychology and, and college, uh, the building blocks of your personality, number one, 
is sheltered mm-hmm. and then food and so on and uh as far as being you know feeling uh good about yourself that type of thing uh but uh you, you kind of uh, have a pulse on what's going on with these people do we have to worry are, are there do we have to worry that maybe gangs are starting to infiltrate our our area of the country? Nope, I don't think so. I think we're so, so how do I say this nicely? Why would somebody want to live out here when they can live in Hawaii or or down in, in the California? People, families are moving here mm-hmm. that are searching for something better. Like, I mean, we're seeing a lot of Hispanics influx coming up, but these aren't Hispanics from the border. These are Hispanics from Texas and California that see the opportunity for work. And these are registered um, Hispanics that come with green cards and they work permits and stuff like that. And they work for these big builders that are here. And they're coming to Sioux Falls and going, I can find a house here. I can find a home here. It's not 300000 to a million dollars. They can find a place still for about $200,000. Um so they're coming in, but when you have that coming in, you still have domestic abuse. You have some of those things that happen because people are people. And mom will flee with the kids, and they end up at the shelters, and they end up at the mission. And, you know, some, sometimes you, you have to get a translator because, you know, Heather, thank God that she speaks Spanish, you know, and so she can communicate with them. And... um so we can get the communication ball rolling and we can find out how we can help people. And so as people are moving up from the coast or wherever into Sioux Falls, and as we grow, we will have more problems. Have you seen anyone from like the Middle East or China or that type of thing? We we have seen people from the Middle East and China. Um, we have guests from China now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen, but it's really interesting because Ukrainians and Middle Easterns, um, they are go-getters and they want to, they don't want to stay in a shelter. They're very much so like, help me figure this out and I'll get out. And then, you know, and and they are definitely like, they want the help, but they don't want to be a, what do I call this? They don't want to be a problem. So help me, show me and tell me what to do and I will get it done. And that's the attitude they have. Talking to Eric Weber, uh, Rochelle Williams, community health worker at United uh, uh, Gospel, um, or Union Union Gospel Machine, I want to say. Uh, Rochelle, if you could talk through the mind's eye of radio, we never know who's listening. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, well, that, this doesn't affect me now, but maybe two years from now it will. Uh, if you're talking to them, what would you say to them uh, through the radio? So I am a community health worker with lived life experience, which means I have actually spent three years of my life chronically homeless, uh, hopping between our treatment centers and shelters here locally in Sioux Falls due to my own former addiction. I have used the services at Union Gospel Mission myself, and I have played a key role in developing our case management program based on the needs I had that nobody else was there to guide me through. So if you just need support, if you need somebody to recognize how hard you are working, or if you need guidance on where else you can go and who can best help you, please reach out to us. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. 
So when I got to the mission four years ago, Rochelle was there, and um, then she got out for a little bit, and then came back, and then she got out for a little bit, and came back. And but that's why I hired her because she moved forward and did well. And I was like, um, she worked at, on the floor for us for a while, and um, that was like she wanted more. And I'm like, okay, well, I got more for you. So I didn't know how to ask her if she wanted to take this community health worker job because it, it is a live life experience. And so if you can understand the, the addiction process and you can understand the homelessness and you can understand all these things that you go through in your life that people are going through, she definitely opens up the, the book and says, literally, she has this book. And so she says, <laughs> I can help you because I've been there. You know, back when I was 19, myself, I was homeless um, before I went to prison. You know, so, you know, so I did the whole homeless prison and then got better. So there's people out there that are, if you're suffering with addiction and things are going on, there is hope. There is definitely hope. And, and I always say, I call it two away. Your, people are two paychecks away from being homeless. If they lost their job, most people don't have a savings, right? Just mm. because they can't. And if they lost their job, they and they couldn't find a job for two months or a month. What do they do then? Uh, the phrase is "hope is only defined when everything is hopeless." Mm-hmm. And the other is uh, those who have uh, have a responsibility to help those yet to come. And yes. Rochelle, you're right there on it. Uh, what do you think of fentanyl? Are, are we getting more of a fentanyl problem coming in? We do have cartels, you know, that like to go up and down across our interstates. But uh, uh, are you worried about that? Absolutely, I am. It's scary, isn't it? It is, especially having a teenager. There's a new drug in town that the police were talking about, or uh, Eileen, or something like that. Are you aware of that? What is it? There's What's always it? a there's always a new one, I guess. Yes, there's <laughs> always a new drug. Yeah. Well, fentanyl is a big deal, and they, they cut that with um, methamphetamines and a few other things that they cut. But that's why we're finding more people dead under addiction because um, that stuff kills, and so it's very toxic. I don't know why pharmaceutical companies are making it um, or why they discovered that, but it's definitely a death sentence. Well, getting back to, you know, we're talking addiction, uh, mental health, how do you define that? It's kind of a fine line. Yeah, I think everybody has a touch of mental health issues. <laughs> so um, from anger management to bipolar to chemical imbalance in the body, um, depression, all those things anxiety all those things are under the mental health scope it's how you handle the mental health we do have a, a new mental health building at the va uh stanford uh i've ever both have built uh, mental health facilities uh, I, I do have to say i remember reading a book about uh, a blue law of south dakota actually back in the 40s and early 50s if the wife wanted a divorce the husband could have her committed <laughs> that, that's very true that, that actually was back in the day <coughs> Uh, well, Sioux, Fall, Sioux Falls was noted as, as the divorce capital. Yes, divorce yeah. capital of the nation. But getting back to, you know, like I say, um, help is there if they want it, but they got to want it. You have to want it. You have to be a, the only way that you can fight addiction is say, I have a problem. Help me. 
right? You can't just go through the day that I'm going to fix this on my own tomorrow because tomorrow never shows up. You have to have that push. You have to have you have to have some people that love you and care for you and that's on your side and are willing to pick you up when you fall. And I think that's what happens is people see a lot of people fall and they give up. And they says, well, they're a lost case. I've heard that growing up. I was a lost case. I In high school, I was, vos, I was voted most likely to be dead by 21. Well, and that, I was close. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> change that. If I find a guy sleeping in my bushes 10 o'clock at night, uh, can I call the union gospel mission? You can call the union gospel mission. I would call non-emergency first because you don't know why he's in your bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, because call non-emergency of uh, Sioux Falls. They'll send a, a person out there. They have this new group, I believe, uh, to, to counsel with him and figure out if they take him to the link or to us or to the Bishop Begley. So usually um, if they're intoxicated and wiped out, we want them to go to the link. The link is, is, is a good kind of triage, as they call it. And Eric, people can actually uh, come and be a part of a celebration you're doing today. Uh, yes, they can. So one to five today, uh, come on down and uh, meet me, uh, meet some of our staff. We'll be there uh, from one to five. We'll be serving food at lunchtime um, all day. We'll be having food out there and stuff like that after one. Uh, Eric Weber, Rochelle Williams, community health worker. Uh, Rochelle, I, I love your story. And, and Eric, um, we'll have you on more as we talk about mental health in Sioux Falls. I want to thank you both for being with us on board. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you.